you're listening to The Watchers, a show where two women from opposite ends of New Jersey watch movies about, um, they're, <laughs> this okay? movie is about a couple of things, um, but I'll say before we really get into it, a movie about like roller skating in typically prohibited places after hours. Okay. I, which, I like it's better than saying this movie's about statutory rape, which is actually what it's about. It is better than saying that. Yes. Yes. This is an interesting one. This is a movie about avoiding statutory rape Barely. in a way that is viewed in the movie as unproblematic. Yes. You can yes. see why that may I may have blocked. I blocked a lot of this movie out. Although uh-huh. I will say, well, we'll get into it. I haven't yeah. said who you are. I haven't oh, shit. said who I am. Yes. But the one thing I do want to say is, aside from the glaring, glaring issue uh-huh. of of a nearly thirty year old man pursuing, which is a, brought up repeatedly. A, yes, and we. I think this episode. I'm so sorry, listeners, that I did this to you. Um, <laughs> We should keep account of how many times I've had to apologize to our listeners versus <laughs> you. And I don't think you've had to yet. And I think I've had to three times now. Um, I mean, there were some there's some problematic shit in some of the movies that we've watched that I've suggested. This is this is other yeah. other than that most glaring issue. This movie is pretty harmless. Yes. I'm Andrea. I'm Jody, And we watched Hiding Out. Yes. The 1987 yeah. John Cryer, Keith Coogan, Annabeth Gish, mm-hmm. Joy Behar movie. <laughs> yes, I I think you're right that other than the glaring statutory rape part, this movie was pleasant, funny, kind of harmless, a good time overall. Love yeah. love a roller skating sort of thread running through it. And um, it's so unnecessary. I can't I I almost feel like I want to dive into that so we can be done with it because it's such an issue. I know. But I feel like let's, for our listeners who didn't watch the movie, um, maybe we should. Oh, Jody, how you doing? I'm, I am great. I've been eating bagels for days. This is what happens when you and I chit chat for (laughs) 40 minutes before the episode starts. I forget that our listeners haven't been with us the whole time. Yes. You you got Jersey bagels running through your veins. I got Jersey bagels from Hot Bagels and Fairlawn. Shout out to them. I walked in. They were out of salt, which was really sad for me. Oh, no. Um, They said I I could have waited. Oh, so do I. I could have waited 10 minutes for them, but I was on my way to do other things. So I got three... No, two cinnamon raisin, two everything, two plain. That's a pretty good order. Yeah. Eight. I don't, I'm not, have we talked raisins, you and I? This is important. And I don't know that we have. I know that cinnamon raisins are, cinnamon raisin bagels are controversial to some people because I of just, the sweetness. It's, I love a sweet bagel. I yeah. typically, I prefer a savory bagel. Me too. But I do like a sweet bagel. Yeah. Um, but I don't like baked raisins. Ra- raisins okay a cooked raisin i i don't know it's a texture thing they turn into what i think bugs would feel like if i ate a bug (laughs) that's fair that's fair i mean i don't prefer cooked raisins in most things but i think as someone who worked in a bagel shop for two years and just like lived on day old bagels Mm -hmm. i i grew 
accustomed to it. I will say my favorite bagel is still and will always be a salt bagel fresh out of the oven, um, little bit of butter on the grill, like on the flat top. Jody, I I have not had breakfast yet today. I would destroy yeah. a bagel right now. That, that sounds amazing. That is what I would do when I worked at the bagel shop. I would get there at 6 a.m. We'd turn on the flat top and or I'd get there at like 5.45. We'd like start the coffee going. I would grab a salt bagel, cut it in half, put some butter on it, throw it on the flat top and this just is the whole house podcast it. Now. I, I'm so sorry to our listeners. This is the whole podcast now. This is all I want to talk about. I still have I know- four very long bagels in my kitchen right now. I think after this, I might have to go get a bagel. And I have horrific TMJ. Like bagels are yeah. a real hazard for me. Same. But, but sometimes it's another reason why, sadly, I know that a fresh bagel doesn't need to be toasted, but it makes it a little less, again, hazardous to yeah. my literal well-being. Yeah. Um, but I will, I will risk just yeah no i've had a ton of dental work and i will i will (laughs) i will risk it for a good bagel i did i did eat an entire cinnamon raisin bagel in the car dry while i was driving just ripped it into pieces that's how you know it's a good bagel because it was fresh this is why i know they handed me the bag andrea and it was was so warm warm. it was like Uh, holding a baby i'm tearing up a little bit (laughs) it was so i was tearing up a little bit in the moment I was like, this is why I come to Jersey. Well, this is why people think we're annoying. And I mean New Jersey, why people think Jersey in general is annoying. And I yeah. know that we are about yeah. things like pizza. pizza yeah, and bagels. Shout out to I Patsy's in Patterson where I <laughs> went for the first time this week. Was it good? I didn't have the pizza, so I can't vouch for it. Ah. I So I sat at the bar waiting for Gath, who um, got stuck in horrible traffic. And Sounds so right. I had – I ordered him a pizza, but I got um, linguine with mussels. And red sauce. Because this is so, this is so, this is so coming home to Jersey of you. Podcast. Well, so because I parked on the street around the corner from Patsy's, and as I was walking up the side of the building, I could smell the red sauce. Um, it's like the subway bread smell that comes out uh-huh. that tries to entice you in, but it was this is good. Yeah, I, the red sauce smell was like coming out of the pores of the building, and I was like, <laughs> okay, I, I understand that their pizza is probably the thing, but you can't get slices there. It's like a pie thing. And right. I didn't know if Chris oh, was going to okay. actually make it, so I didn't want an order you to order like, a whole pie. You could plan to share a pie, yeah. Right. And so I was like, well, I do love some seafood and pasta. Like, that's my jam normally at an Italian place is, like, some sort of seafood pasta There's thing. There's also something so, like, <laughs> this is this just shows how stunted I am that about what, what I'm about to say. There's something so, like, grown up and indulgent about sitting at a, like, at a restaurant like that by yourself and ordering fucking pasta I and seafood felt like very cool yeah yeah because so i sat out at the bar because i didn't know what time uh, chris was gonna get there and i was like i'm just gonna hang out at the bar the bartender was super nice the waitresses kept checking on me they were oh, like how you that. doing where's your oh. friend you by yourself oh. <laughs> and i started talking to them one of them was from saddlebrook one of them was from lodi i was like these are my people the woman asked me like what street i grew up on we like Aww. chatted um jeremy schneider this is why you're like three feet taller today i am three feet taller today i can see i'm also a few pounds heavier because of the bagels (laughs) but and the linguine Mm -hmm. and the dr fruit in patterson yeah i i ate a lot you said jeremy there i love okay i'll probably cut this because this means nothing to anybody but i really love that geth had this part i mean had a little show like a small show in patterson and just all of 
all of New Jersey <laughs> turned yeah. out for it, but yeah. turned out for it and went to like go eat pizza for it. like yeah. it's just I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah, because yeah, like so... I'd never met Jeremy in person. Jeremy Schneider, okay. writer for NJ.com, food writer guy. Great guy. Lovely. We've interacted ate, on Twitter. He ate the one pound mozzarella he stick. He ate the one pound mozzarella stick. He also did a blind taste test of pizza from different places and fucking nailed it. That is that was the most impressive thing I've ever seen. So impressive. I was so impressed. Yeah. But so I was sitting at the bar and I saw him walk in and I wasn't sure if it was him because I'd never met him in person. But it looks like because I've seen him on the live streams for New Jersey's World. I was like, I think that's Jeremy. He was with a couple of guys. I didn't say anything. I sat at the bar, ate my food. And then I went to the. And he said, are you Jody Bergen County? He definitely did not. He did not recognize (laughs) me at all. Um, my face has never been on those live streams except for one time, I think. I think you and I met officially on a live stream before either one of us were actually involved with the show. That is true. Um, so after we got to the venue. Appropriately, I think we were talking about Mallrats. Oh, we were. That's right. I'm almost positive that we definitely were. Yeah. Yeah. Because the guys were, like, kind of ignoring any female perspective on that movie. Yeah. And I was like, excuse me. Hello. We need to chat about the, you know, (laughs) some of the things going on there. Um, But, yeah, so then I went to the venue in Patterson, which, if you are a Jersey listener, go to something at Prototype. Uh, I think it's 237 in Patterson. You were sending me pictures. That place is so rad. Amazing. It looks so cool. Like, as somebody who went to art school and loves DIY spaces, like, Prototype is doing something that barely exists anymore because it's so hard to pull off like old garment warehouse live work art studio space putting on shows like these things are so hard to do these days and they're doing such an amazing job I really loved it the people were so nice they were so welcoming it's a it's not a shame all like all of his shows are sold out at this point because that's lovely and great but I was about to suggest that people look up you know, anyone who's from Jersey or nearby, look up the closest where yeah. Geth is going to be on this world tour, um, this world tour, this Jersey world tour, and use that as an excuse to go visit one of the spaces that that they booked for these. Because yeah. it seems like it's kind of a feat to have found this many, I think, is the point, too, that you're making. Yeah. But I, I apologize for all of the Jersey talk up top this week. We we do appreciate those listeners of ours that are not from Jersey and don't care about it by for putting up with this. But I, I listen just... to lots of podcasts about yeah. things that I don't have direct, you know? Yeah, I know. Like I just got I... back. I I did have a great time. I saw some comedy. I went to a great venue. I caught up with a really old friend who's known me since I was like 15 no so who has five children and lives a very different life from me but jersey has a really great great active comedy scene that i think Mm -hmm. people outside of jersey don't necessarily realize because especially north jersey i will say south jersey you know we it's it's just different but but north jersey and and central jersey really really do yeah um which you might not know because new york is so close by but it really is thriving and really because of people like nick fierro yep um and that kind of like group of of yeah of people Kate there Nichols. yeah exactly yeah of really working to to build that place up or build that to build jersey scene up so if you are in new york philly jersey whatever coming through like yeah i would say and go sit at the bar at patsy's <laughs> and and go get some dr fruit and get some bagels at hot bagels and Fairlawn. The one on Saddle River Road, so the one with the old school sign. That's the good one. That's how you know? Yeah. 
So, so we should talk about this so movie, I guess. That's the Jersey of yeah, Jersey update. I feel Jersey great. Update. I'm full of bagels. <laughs> I'm gonna have one for lunch probably. I, I am. I'm absolutely gonna go get a bagel after this. There's no way it's not happening. It's just gonna happen. Yeah. Um. So I think the thing that we have to do is I have to describe the plot of this movie. Yes. So oh, what's hiding out about? Oh gosh. Okay. Let's see how I do. I didn't write anything down this time, so this is going to be a mess, but... No, you got this. I have okay. faith in you. Okay. So, it takes place in the 80s. Andrew Marensky is a stockbroker, for some reason, in Boston and not New York, which really threw me, but that's neither here nor there. He <laughs> and two of his co-workers uh, have gotten involved with some mobsters, um, taken some bad bonds of some kind, and have been... Uh, roped into an FBI investigation where they're supposed to testify. So one of the three gets killed while uh, Andrew is in a sort of witness protection situation. And, okay, wait. One of the three is killed. He goes into hiding, basically. It's not super important how, but he ends up kind of running away from the FBI and from the mobsters and running to his aunt and cousin in Delaware. Um, Originally, he's supposed to meet up with his aunt, um, but then when he goes to the high school to meet up with her where she works, he's mistaken for a student, and I guess the light bulb goes on, and he realizes that even though he's almost 30, important point, he's Mm -hmm. almost 30, Mm -hmm. he passes for a high school student, And so he and his cousin, Patrick, who is actually in high school, try to hide him there away from the FBI and the mobsters, who do eventually find him because uh, a card gets mailed to his grandmother. His grandmother's incredible. We'll talk about her. Um, She's she's she doesn't talk to cops. Um, (laughs) And but they eventually eventually the mobsters find him. Um, There's a shootout which was a little weird in a school. Again, we'll talk post Columbine, how that feels different. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a shootout. The guy that's chasing him from the mob falls to his death. But the thing that's difficult about this whole movie is not that plot. It's <laughs> No, that's fine. That's, that's actually, that's actually perfectly fine. Perfectly fine. But during this time, while he is pretending to be a high school student, the almost 30 year old stockbroker Falls in love with a 17-year-old high school student, supposedly. Um, she falls in love with him. They, The statutory rape of it all is, like, barely escaped. <laughs> and then at the very end of the movie, he testifies, then has to go back into hiding. But he gets to choose where he's going, and so he chooses to go back to school at the college where the 17-year-old is attending as a freshman. Um. And so they meet up at the end in Ohio or Iowa somewhere with four so letters. The, the one with the corn or the potatoes? I forget. Yeah. One of the two. Um, I think it was Iowa. And uh, yeah, it's implied that they begin their relationship again now that she's 18. And they go off into the sunset to be We're a... S- 
kind of it, creep, creepy. I love that they didn't at the end make him a teacher. They made him go back to school because they were like dressed like a teacher, he's dressed like a teacher. Though. But Wasn't he's apparently where you thought it was going to be far enough in the future. Like maybe it was like her senior year or something. Right. But, or whatever. But that he was a professor. Yeah. Well, he looked like one. Yeah. And then they make it clear on purpose that like, no, he's gone back to school for teaching because that was like, you know, he realized while he, he really was... wants to be around students. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, but because I guess part of his discovery of himself while he was back in high school was that he didn't want to be a stockbroker anymore because it, there's more to life than money. Yay. How'd I do? You, you, you crushed it. That might be kind, but thank you. Um, no, I think you did a great job. Because there are two plots, right? There's the mob plot, and then there's the sort of There romance. are two plots, and that's an interesting thing that we'll talk about when we get into the reviews a little later, maybe. Um, the thing about Maxwell, Andrew, Eddie, Oh, yeah, he takes his name from a coffee can. He's Maxwell Such a Hauser. good bit. It's I a know. very funny, it's such a, like, trope, but it's one yeah. that always works for me. Um, and, but the thing about his and Ryan's relationship, Side is note. That we are, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, I just, I noted that she has a boy's name. That was like such a thing in like eighties and nineties movies where the cool mm-hmm. girl had like a yeah. boy name. Yep. Yeah. Totally. Um, but she, we're supposed to be rooting for them. Yeah. It is, aren't these two so good for each other? If only... If only she were 18. Yep. And isn't he such a gentleman for not (laughs) following her to college until she is 18? Yeah. Yeah. And they they kiss once. That's like the only thing that happens that kind of breaks the the artificial line of his hanging out with even if he had never intended. He took her on a date. Because she kiss she does kiss him. Yeah. He does reciprocate for several seconds. They're fully dating. That, yeah. They're you dating. should not be hanging out alone with a 17-year-old girl. No. They're dating. Should, they're not like, just hanging out. No. They're like... They're going on dates. Yeah. Whether exactly. or not he thinks every time they go out, I'm not going to let her kiss me. I'm not going to touch her. They're you still are dating. still going out on dates with a 17-year-old girl. Yeah. Yeah. Who? Who? When we get to the end of this movie and she's so happy that he's followed her to her college, Jody, he has shown up as a student at her college. He stalked her. When when they met, she thought he was 17. Yeah. That is yep. also a huge issue. Yeah. Even if, even if you want to pretend like the age gap itself is whatever. Yeah. They still met under the assumption that he was a 17-year-old boy. Mm-hmm. I do want to say for this movie, for the production, for the behind the whatever, this I'm not saying this to excuse the movie's age gap mm-hmm. or that this age gap would also be appropriate or would would be more appropriate because it's it's the it's almost like the issue of the numbers is a problem, obviously. But the other problem is she thought he was 17 and he wasn't like that is a problem mm-hmm. even if he is only 19 like it's bad like he she they it's just not it's their not their relationship okay. was based on a lie uh, and on a bad one on a big one yeah 
John Cryer, while making this movie, is 21 or 22 years old playing 29, which is why he looks like a baby when he does yeah. get the haircut. And all, I w- he doesn't look like a baby, but he looks much younger. Well, and Annabeth Gish was born in 1971. This is an 87 movie again, are we doing? 1987? Yes, 87. So she was 16 when it came out. Wait, oh, 71. 71. I did the math. I was like, so she was 26? So she was older than him? Nope. Uh, no. She was 16 when it came out, meaning she was probably 15 when it filmed. Meaning in real life. Oh, yeah. So that's probably why there's a review that calls her 15 in yes. the movie. And it's probably Annabeth. Because she actually age. was when she filmed. So she was 15 and he was, he was 21. 21 and they're kissing on screen. Mm-hmm. Very cool. Mm-hmm. Very, very cool. Mm-hmm. I mean, I will say, not to excuse this, because this is not a good thing that I'm about to say, but my first boyfriend was 19 when I was 15. Yeah, I think... And, I like, think we that's the dated. Issue. Yeah, I think the issue like, here is that we're saying, like... not unusual. No, that's what I mean. Like, we were saying at the top of this, other than this, this movie is pretty pleasant, and, you know, it's a murder... There's, like, murder and whatever, but, like, it's pretty unproblematic for the most part yeah there's some like there's some like 80s homophobia a little bit yeah but it's like but it's the kind of homophobia that is like and there's some mild casual racism that's not as bad as we expected it or as i expected it to be (laughs) yeah but um and and so the fact that this is in this movie this way just tells you how not a big deal it was yeah. to anybody at the time. Yeah. Like, my all. mom knew I was dating a 19-year-old when I was 15. Yeah. She wasn't yeah. thrilled about it, but she was right. like, well, you know, he lived down the but street. You, and Well, because I think people do – this is what I mean about the numbers of it not mattering if John Cryer's character is 22 or 29. It's not about 15 and 19 is only is only four years. Like, yeah. I, I've dated people in that window on either side. Oh, yeah. But not when I was 15 or 17. Like Exactly. Yeah. If if the person I was dating when I was 15 was 25 or 26, my mom would have had a different opinion. Right. Yeah. Um, it is. I just I just call me crazy. I just don't think high schoolers should be dating people who aren't in high school. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. And not even just not in high school. I want to say also, John Cryer was a stockbroker with a full beard. Yes. With a very, men chasing very after bad him. beard, by the way. Bad beard. That was a they terrible really fake beard. have to try to age him up. And they, yeah. do, they do a much worse job aging him up than yeah. they do aging him down. And that's because the window, I think, is smaller in the reverse. Yeah. yeah. Um, which no, actually, I do actually like that because so often like i think i when i was talking to you about it i was like i'll bet there are people playing actual high school students in this movie who are older than john crier playing a 29 year old playing a high school student yeah absolutely yeah can i say something without people getting mad are you online enough to know what i'm are you online enough to know that meme i don't know am i what meme it's it's mostly on Twitter. It'll be like, can I say something without people getting mad? And then it's a picture of somebody you're not supposed to think is hot. Oh, and like, John and Cryer. Sometimes, sometimes it's offensive and it's just like a beautiful actress that we're supposed to think is ugly because right. she's not, you know. But oftentimes it's something like, um, oh, my first thought. I don't know. <laughs> was your first thought Steve Buscemi? <laughs> my first thought was so much weirder. <laughs> Because I kept thinking of the Hello Fellow Kids uh, <laughs> meme. No. 
with him with a skateboard. My first thought was, I think it's Eddie. Is Eddie the name of the dinosaur son on dinosaurs? Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Andrea. Is this why you want to make me watch Teenage say- Mutant Ninja Turtles? Can I, can I say something without people getting mad? It was supposed to be my lead in to, to John Cryer with that haircut and the yeah. fucking everything he wears as a high school student and all of that. That was supposed to be. Yeah. But now maybe it's the dinosaur son from Dinosaur. Is, crying. Is this why you want us to watch Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? Is no, this like I your first crush? Watch, <laughs> I want us to watch Ninja Turtles because that movie rules. I've never had a crush on a turtle, Jody. How dare you? <laughs> Just a dinosaur. Uh, I've um, also never that's what's that's what took me by surprise. I know that we don't release the video on this, but I was shocked by my own brain. Yeah. That was that I can see that first, happening. <laughs> the first Yeah. No, I I watched that in real time. That was No, that John was Cryer is this is the most charming I've found him in anything. That I, I mean that's do not yeah. find him attractive generally speaking. No. I do not find any of his characters particularly attractive ever. He was more, um, I don't want to say authentic because it's clearly he's acting, but like he felt more settled into this role in a weird way than I've seen him in other things. Like he was just kind of like had a little bit of charisma yeah, that I wasn't which I'm expecting. Not, totally. Because yeah. he's got he's got this haircut that I, again, love. Yes. Uh, like a like unironically, I think he is he is like crushing it. Yeah. in high school it's absolutely a crushing it it's a great haircut well the He's clothing got that, too it's that 80s, i was gonna say like, yeah the com- i think i don't know if he was wearing combat boots but it looked like he I, in my he's, head, he he's, he's dressed like he could also be in Heather's. Like he kind of exactly. looks like he reminds me of like christian slater yep. a little bit trench from the coat. neck from the neck down yep trench coat t-shirt yeah very very 80s it's very cool yeah um and yeah. he is really kind of charming in this movie in a way that i didn't remember from watching this yeah as a kid i was surprised because i generally Mm -hmm. when you said john cryer i was like all right fine yeah exactly i'm not a huge fan but no i also i mean what other than two and a half men which is a i'm not even one of those oh yeah oh pretty in pink yeah 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 Yeah. he's likable in that right again a movie i haven't seen in a million years and my memory of it is that he kind of gave me the creeps a little bit because it's pretty in pink uh, 86 i think it was right because so, we talked about how it was a year before some kind of wonderful which is 87 yeah i th- we're on an 87 streak right now okay so so the this man used up all his because he does have that one thing that makes me in pretty and pink he does the otis redding lip sync that is really again mm-hmm. charming and and yeah and so he does he had two years i guess of yeah 86 so John Cryer had mm-hmm. two years of being of being charismatic, and he yeah. he maybe everybody gets a reservoir, and some people have more in their reservoir than others. <laughs> he, but he either way, you up. can yeah. In these two movies, because he, I, I really think he's he's really charming and and likable in this, despite the fact that he yeah I was pursuing a teenager. kind of shocked that I enjoyed mm-hmm. him yeah. Um, I mean, I love Annabeth Gish. She's great oh, in this. Yeah. I loved Mystic Pizza. Um, have you seen Mystic Pizza? I don't think I've seen Mystic Pizza. I think it's I a movie that I when I was feel like Annabeth I... Gish. Yeah. 
yeah. I think I feel like I have. It's one of those that I yeah. think like I think I have maybe just Yeah. You know. I mean, talk about Julia Roberts at her most like effervescent. We may need to watch that at some point. But yeah, Pretty in Pink, Hiding Out, and then Hot Shots. I like a lot of sort of not amazing parts. No, I think it's a slow descent to two and a half men after yeah this. it seems like it yeah and i just don't that's i mean i think I that show sucks that show. anyway and yeah. i think most people would um yeah yeah um and so but i just think he's he just becomes so unlikable which is a shame because it seems like yeah he had some charm yeah he, he's lex luther in the new supergirl or the most recent oh. supergirl huh interesting um, but yeah, so I, I found him charming. I found Annabeth Gish also very natural in this movie and very charming. Um, she's, she's great. Yeah, I really enjoyed her. And I was kind of like, despite myself, I kind of bought their chemistry here and there. Not the whole time, but like I did buy again, the like, because we are supposed to I be know. rooting for them. They actually, they, they, they're they both I know the truth about even... Nixon. <laughs> that scene is so that's what I mean about where I was like, oh, John Cryer is good in this movie. I, I yeah. expected to be watching this and being like, oh, 10 year old. However, I would have been the yeah. first, you know, again, I watched this movie a lot as a young, young person. Yeah. But um, like I, we had this one on VHS, so it was I just watched it all the time. Yeah. Um, But. That's like that scene where he's reacting to the teacher talking about Nixon and like mm-hmm. trying to hold himself back, but he can't. And he's like, and it turns out he's defending her paper. He's yeah. it's such a fun, it's such a fun scene. Like, there's a lot you, of those. You're supposed to want, you're supposed to be rooting for that, I Jody. Know, I know. It's awful. Yeah, but there's a lot of those fun little scenes. Like when he goes to pick her up for the date, again, bleh, but. He like gives the dad some stock or some tax tips. Yeah, you know, there's like these like fun little moments with these little gags that that are sweet and that actually do work. You know, yeah. He's like, I, I I'm gonna keep coming back to this because he's despite the fact that he's trying to date a 17 year old, he's he doesn't come across as slimy. He really doesn't, and he should because it lines. is slimy. Well, there is the one line where he says where. Keith Coogan, who we'll also talk about, Patrick, yeah. his his cousin, calls him out on it on that first date. And he says, I was a perfect gentleman. Believe me, it wasn't easy. Right. Right. Which is gross. And that is gross. Gross, gross, gross. gross. Um, oh, I love the little, this is just such an aside, but when he's first like getting registered at the school mm-hmm. and he's making up all the information and that's where we get his name is Maxwell Hauser, which yeah. is funny. But when she asks where he went to college, his, his again, <laughs> His line delivery his line there delivery. when he's like, he's like, Cordell, yeah. high school is really good. It made yeah. me like, I laughed out loud a few times watching this movie. Yeah. Yeah. And it has the, so there's this whole genre of 80s sort of like silly heist movies. So mm-hmm. like Top Secret, which I think I've mentioned before, it was one of my dad's like go-to silly movies. Um, Naked Gun was coming up around this time like I you know, loved those movies when yeah I was a kid. so like that kind of humor I think is also in here 
A little bit, yeah. Like you texted me at the very beginning and you were like, oh, I forgot there was like murder in this movie. This and I'm a, like, kind of a lot. A lot of violence that's very lighthearted, that's very yeah. naked gun, that's very like, you know, that period of time of uh, like silly violent movies. Yeah. And like the thing that at the end when they get into the shootout, it's Patrick shining the big spotlight mm-hmm. in the killer's face. That, yeah. Uh, to blind him. Um, Are you looking something up? I was looking. I couldn't remember what the car was called. The Jersey Jet. Um, and there's. Should we talk I a thought, little bit? Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Well, I was just. I would, the, the one thing I just. While we're talking just more like Umbrella about the movie. Um in my head, I thought this was a movie where John, what I remembered was John mm-hmm. Cryer goes to trial against, like, goes to, or John Cryer testifies against a mafia boss in trial and then goes into hiding. Right. Which would make but more sense. Yeah. It is weirdly convoluted and yeah. because I, I guess it's so there's some end point because if that's the case, if then he just goes just, into yeah. witness then that's the movie right um but there is there's that weirdly convoluted stuff at the beginning where it's like he's on the run from the mafia who finds him and so he has to go double on the run like you said yeah and then but he's still awaiting trial and then so but i guess i guess there's something interesting to be said of like he's not really him when he's i'm giving this movie too much credit yeah but (laughs) While he's not on Wall Street, while he's in Boston, um, and he's not really him while he's in the high school, and it's not until he gets into this third identity, this Eddie right. Collins, where he can really be, quote unquote, himself and date a high schooler. Um, <laughs> so, so you know, it's it's I guess it's doing some stuff there. Yeah. I, there's some sort of – there's other lines like he says something about half these girls look like they're 35 and just got divorced – you know, they there's comments like about this. how old I don't remember the girls them looking look. like this when I was in high school. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They like you said, there's it. also some some homophobic stuff, but like, <laughs> I don't know if I could say it's this. Very... Is like, it's mild and it's also in a weird context. Like the fact that they're basically learning about the spectrum of human sexuality. I think we're supposed to think that this teacher is like wild for doing this. But I was like, oh, that's so progressive. Like, he's yeah, teaching them because about the we spectrum. Didn't get, I, don't, no. I don't think we talked about it in 2002 in high school. We definitely like, didn't when I was in high school. But it yeah. does set up the joke of right. Patrick thinking Maxwell is hitting on him in the bathroom. And he's he doesn't he appears <laughs> he tells Maxwell he doesn't have an issue with people being gay. He just isn't. Right. So even that is like. But again, then we also get the weird like gay rape jokes and stuff, which was kind of gross. Yeah, not great. Yeah. Again, all stuff that everybody was fine with in 87. Right. It, it is really interesting to see. I'm not surprised by this, but it's just like every movie we watch. Every single has, one. Has a couple of either just blatantly racist or homophobic yeah um, or transphobic or yep or deeply massage just like all of it sometimes all together exactly but just as normal just yep yep yeah which i know none of our listeners are surprised by but just no. to see it so often in movies that i didn't 
that it didn't occur to me to remember to be offended by, you yeah. know what I mean, until yeah. watching back. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think we can kind of briefly talk about the race stuff in this. I, I texted you and said, like, you know, we've been watching a lot of very white movies. Mm-hmm. And that's because we're two white women from New Jersey that this is kind of what we grew up on. Right. Um, and the race stuff in a lot of the movies has been non-existent because they're like literally haven't been any black people or they're like right. so peripheral that it's like they're not really there. Right. Um, right. The thing worth commenting on is the absence, absence of exactly. so many of the yes. Yeah. And in this movie, they are there. And I think that all we need to say really about that, because it's not really our place as white women to decide how racist it is, I think, in my opinion. But um, but I do. And I I just mean that, like, I, I had there's this thing about people being like offended for the black community. Yeah. That sometimes feels disingenuous um, that I was concerned that it was going to be a lot worse than it was you know like i was concerned that the the black high school students were going to be like seen as the drug dealers or the troublemakers or whatever and instead they just really like rap and like they really like rap and student politics yeah which was like okay that's not what i was expecting i mean the rap part like but and i said this to you as well like 1987 was I mean, I, as a white suburban girl, was obsessed with rap at this point. Like, it was everywhere. It was a part of the culture. And it would have been a notable absence almost if well, it had especially because it was an integrated-looking school, you know? Yeah, I think that if there's an issue here that I feel that, that stood out to me, it's that I get the impression, and because we have a good cross-section of movies at this point to compare it to that if the filmmaker wasn't interested in representing hip-hop in this movie we might not have had a single black character right um i think that's where the the like obvious glaring issue for me is it's not in their portrayal it's not you know yeah. what i mean like it's not in any of that it's just that like it's just that they were thin they're caricatures just one, yeah i was just gonna say they're one stereotypes well, exactly they're just kind of they're worse yeah. They're yeah. one-dimensional, I yeah. think, is the... But, you know, other than John Cryer, who is a stockbroker in a high school, uh, who's pining after a high school student, I do think that's the case for most of the characters in this movie. So yeah. it's it's also that. It's not like... Yeah, there's a lot of flat they're characters. Not the, yeah, they're not the only ones suffering from that treatment. Yeah, like the women in this movie are not exactly three-dimensional. No. Again, not uncommon. Um. Yeah. I and also I mean, want to say the Russian mafia, they don't seem yeah. to have any real interior lives. And that's, you know, that's lazy. <laughs> I also think that um, you mentioned the custodial engineer, the the uh, boxer. Ezzard. Yeah, that to me felt a little bit um, magical black person character. Yeah, um, uh, yeah totally. Especially when he shows up at the very end to save the day with his cool boxing skills he's he's very he's also though very likable and charming absolutely yeah i I loved ezard i and he actually had a a little with him yeah and he actually had a little bit of a backstory and a personality and like yeah he's a cool boxer who did good in atlantic city yeah yeah a lot of jersey in this movie a lot of jersey do we we get into it now all the jersey i mean is there any let's let's, we're gonna probably 
enjoy this part more than anything else. So let's okay, make sure so that they're, we've gotten through. I mean, we don't need to. We've talked about this with other movies, but this feels very pre-Columbine. Again, mm-hmm. the scene at the end where they're running around in the auditorium. I was like, yeah, Yikes. it feels bad. It's it feels bad. It's always going to feel bad. Yeah. Yeah. It is um, a real bummer. Yeah. A couple of little things. Um, I kind of liked the relationship between Patrick and his little girlfriend. The like yeah. taller, weird, <laughs> like horny teenager. I, I like I, that sort of like that moment. It's funny because she's obviously played a little bit as a joke and yeah. he's not totally. He's like kind of like just happy that anybody's paying attention to him. Mm-hmm. But she's kind of cool in her own way. And she she's is. not like bothered by like his kind of like yeah she's just into it of her and they're still together at the end of the movie so that i I like that and she has opinions Mm -hmm. you know she she can say that she didn't like the movie that they saw you know um she's kind of in charge of the whole thing a little bit which is which is nice she's taller than him which i've Uh. fucking related to (laughs) every high school relationship lets him drive yeah it's the letting him drive, you know, like it's yeah. <laughs> neither one of them have their learner's permits, which is very funny. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, like, I was I've been this height since I was 13. So <laughs> I, I related pretty hard. Jody's to six, that. four, just for our listeners. <laughs> no, but I have been five, almost five, eight since I was 13. And the mm-hmm. boys took a while to catch up. <laughs> um, yeah. Let's see if there's anything else. We can t- let's talk about the Jersey part, and then we'll talk about like the behind the scenes director stuff too, and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. But there um, are some Jersey moments in this movie. There's there are quite a few for a movie that that isn't a Jersey movie, and that had in my head I had we're not. It's so funny because we're not doing it on purpose. In fact, when we first started talking about movies we would do, we thought we were going to maybe set jersey aside mm-hmm. and like ha- do our own do let it be its own little run of movies but we just keep we j- we can't help it no we can't stop it first thing that happens is andrew goes on the run mm-hmm. and we see him stop at a gas station and the radio playing is a jersey radio station because he's he's in jersey yeah um, it's probably a krausers that's that's where he is reborn it's where he does his makeover it's where he has a significant bathroom haircut yep um and uh on his way to delaware yeah the two main locations are boston and delaware i thought maybe that's why they set them where they set them was to give it enough distance because if he was in new york corridor (laughs) yeah but it wouldn't make sense for him to go to jersey if he were in new york it wouldn't make sense for him to go right so they put like as far apart as they could make them but still be close enough that he could have gotten there, you know, by train. Like, I think there's also something to what you said last night via text, which is that nobody goes to Delaware unless they don't want to be found. <laughs> like, Delaware is just a non-place. Yeah. I Hi. can say this. I We're spent a year and a half there. Delaware. But, yeah, exactly. Like, I went away to college first to Delaware and then went, what am I doing here? And left. But yeah. But yeah, it's kind of a non-place. No offense, Delaware. Actually, no. All the offense. Um, All the offense, Delaware. Wilmington is okay because that's where the Queen is, which is a cool venue. Um, And then otherwise, there's no reason to be in Delaware. Yeah. No. I've heard their beaches are nice. I will never go. I don't need to. I'm from Jersey and I live in Rhode Island. There's Um, no reason to go to a Delaware beach unless mm -mm. you're in Delaware. Yeah. Um, 
other Jersey things, the director of this movie was born in Patterson. Bob Giraldi, which who we'll talk about in a minute. The roller skating. I know that it's not Jersey. I know <laughs> that's not a thing that Jersey owns, but and it's more an '80s thing than it is a Jersey thing. I know right. that. I know that. But as somebody who grew up near the rank in Bergenfield, which was a huge spot for hip hop in the mid '80s, early and mid '80s, and who had <laughs> to message my childhood friend today to remember the name of the rink we went to which was in um, Wallington, I want to say. I keep wanting to call it something that it's not. Hold on. I have to look at it again so I don't mess this up. Uh, Yeah, Wallington Roller Rink. Um, For every birthday party and every like school trip and everything. I spent a ton of time roller skating as a kid. So it was really fun to see a, their date at the roller rink, even mm-hmm. though there was which a date, which is creepy and bad. But, but that's the- another scene where like, he's kind of bumbling. Mm-hmm. He's like not great on skates, I guess because he's old is the joke there. Yeah. But, but it's where Annabeth really gets to kind of like be a person with a, like, independent personality mm-hmm. she has to go get the ketchup because he is right you know yeah she's like competent and confident mm-hmm. and all of that and then there's like the i just i had like like leftover cringe when the slow like the lady's choice thing happened because i was like oh that was always oh, the, the worst the couple skate the couple skate yeah i I also have a long history with skating rinks in South Jersey with a skating rink in particular, because my um, my best friend when I was in like middle and early high school was she was a few years older than me. Not she was not a stockbroker in Boston, um, but she was a senior when I was a freshman. It doesn't matter. My point (laughs) being is that she dated one of the DJs at our local rink. And so we were there when I say every weekend, sometimes twice a weekend for like a good two years. Yeah. And I'm not like like roller skating like skating we were like it was like everybody was really into rollerblades by the late Mm. 90s um yeah that transition had happened yeah but but i'm not like a huge like i bought roller skates during the pandemic like many people did but i didn't it's not like i had yeah it's not like i had already had a pair that i held on to because skating was such a big part of my life it's not that skating was i want to be very clear the rink was a huge mm-hmm. part of my life for a good, like, like I said, like a good two years, maybe a little more. Um, and but we would go, and, and our rink had the, um, the, the X Men arcade, the four player one, and the Simpsons arcade games. So like, I would just go dump quarters into those and listen to all of the like club mixes. And there were a couple of skaters yeah. there who were they would be there every single time we went, which meant they were never not there who were so good. Yeah. That and was my favorite have, part. Yeah. Yeah. My, my mom. What do they call that? Is it just expert skate? No. What do they call it when it's only the people who can do like flips and shit are allowed? Oh, on the floor? I don't remember. But like my mom was actually a really good roller skater. And so like, oh. I was actually really into it. Did you she? don't. But no. did she? No. Were the two things ever no. combined? Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Were they really not, or do you never? Just not no, that really never. So no, no, cool. no, no. I can't believe they weren't combined. No, anyway. not no opportunities for that. Okay, but uh, but yeah, I was there for the skating and the music because, as we have discussed, I was a dance nerd and so right. and a cheerleader. And roller skating is just dancing on wheels. Exactly, exactly. And so I was very, very, very into the skating part of it. Um, 
but yeah, so seeing that was really fun. And then seeing him roller skating around the school at night. That's the dream. Yeah. This is, the, again, I. <laughs> it's basically Frank. I know. Basically Frank Weiler vibes. Big I know. Time. Yeah. Big time. Although I would never have actually wanted to spend time in school after hours like no, I would it, in a museum. It's just, but it's that but it, like you're not supposed to be there thing. Exactly. And do and specifically doing something you shouldn't be doing there. And schools are one of those people have become recently obsessed with. And it's something that I don't know why I felt the need to clarify. It's something I've always been obsessed with. But with liminal spaces. <laughs> oh, you were you were obsessed with liminal spaces before, <laughs> before other people they were cool. <laughs> and it's not this, you this is liminal spaces first. <laughs> it's not it's the nerdiest thing you've ever said in your life i just didn't want anybody to think that i was like dropping a phrase because i wanted to like get internet cred that's all i've I, never in my nobody life nobody would ever have thought that in a million years no no okay well now i know well just in case they were gonna think it now they won't Oh, my God. And I know that definitionally this isn't actually one of those, but it's got that feeling. Mm-hmm. And especially mm-hmm. because, like, it's You were into you- liminal spaces before <laughs> they were cool. I, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll get over this in a minute. I'll get over it in a minute. <laughs> oh, God. I just mean it's something I think about a lot. I'm and literally... This- I'm in yeah, an empty you're mall in, an in empty- my background. Exactly. Yeah. 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 No, um, I do get it. I do get it. And and this is sort of that. It's not quite, but it is sort of that. Um, and especially, wow, we could really get into it because especially considering like Max himself is in this weird liminal like space of an identity that is like not yeah real and it's in between his previous and the one that we know he's going to be moving into where he dates a high school student. Um, but she's a post high school student, but she should, in his head, forever be a she's high school 18 student. Eighteen now, it's that's all how they different. <laughs> yeah, um, but I do love the nighttime, and he's like, like talk. He's making announcements mm-hmm. over the loudspeaker for fun because he can, and yeah, and that's where we meet Ezard, who I could, for all we know, until the end of the movie, be a figment of his imagination. Um, <laughs> Yeah, so, yeah, until he stops the um, mobster. Yeah, because he's a cool boxer guy. Mm-hmm. And he's, hold on, though. But the reason he lives at the school is he's saving money because he and his buddy are going to start a donut shop out on the West Coast. Which is such a that movie. strange reason for them to just throw in there. It's yeah. so funny. Yeah. Yeah. Nah, Ezard. Yeah. Where's your movie? Where's your movie, Ezard? I know. I, I I was interested in his story. So the director of this movie, like we said, is from Patterson. But even more notably than that... I just love that he had to have some Jersey in there then. Yeah. He didn't need to. No, he had to get it in there, though. can't help ourselves. Yeah. No, 100%. But he was also the director of the um, Beat It video, Michael Jackson, and the Pat Benatar video for and a million other music videos yeah this yeah. man his his filmography is it's, it's all short films and videos like music videos and then this one movie he did two others he did national lampoon's movie madness and club med and then no four is that a is that a real movie though? i think so yeah like and like he, he did the... he did a movie called dinner rush which is an actual movie movie um yeah he did a few movies but for oh, the most part he thousand was... Yeah, Dinner Rush is a 2000 movie with Danny Aiello. Wait, this kind of 
At a popular New York City Italian restaurant on a dramatic busy evening, there are two gangsters, cop detective, food critic, ex-bookmaker owner, his chef's son, indebted gambler, sous chef, etc. So it's an ensemble. Yeah, it has a it has a had a good reception. It was like his best received movie. You mean Hiding Out wasn't? <laughs> Weirdly enough. Um, but yeah, he he did a few movies, but he is most known for um primarily music videos he also now is a like professor um oh i was trying to figure out what all of these shorts are because he is either directed and or executive produced a Mm -hmm. billion shorts yeah and i think that that's so he has an advertising background he's one he was like one of the original like mad men types at y and r um so he comes from that world such an interesting body of work yeah he's got a huge background in advertising and then also music videos he directed the um lionel richie i just called to say i love you video which i just mm-hmm. rewatched because of this and is fucking weird uh, for it? hello yeah it's for hello not i just called to say i love you i'm sorry um wait he did the video wait he directed hello oh my god yeah you know what i'm talking about yeah of course i do so creepy the blind girl yeah i think our listeners my guess is have they know this video if you don't go watch this video it is so strange yeah love the battlefield though is a fucking classic like that's a great video it's like it's a great video it's a great song beat it is obviously one of the like most well-known music videos of all time he also directed the um pepsi ad that um michael jackson was in where his hair caught on fire that is i mean he's he did a lot of michael jackson stuff yeah um uh history which is that collection of mm-hmm. his like greatest videos and it's like a big deal and he also I directed remember... a kenny rogers and dolly parton christmas special uh-huh <laughs> also will smith just the two of us i yeah. love that song still unironically maybe a little ironically but i do love <laughs> it but he has just a really sh- like yeah huge yeah it's like a big deal um also the soundtrack for this movie i think is it's great amazing i think it's really great he also um, directed the music video for one of the songs in the movie in the movie catch there. me i'm falling yeah yep. pretty poison which is like, that is a song that probably if you walked into a skating rink today you might yes i associate it it's such a roller rink song it's, it's such a roller rink song i love it i, I love that song so much it's been in my head for two days now since i, I watched the movie it's um, definitely got that sound i was really impressed but now knowing he's got this history in music videos and pop music at the time and all of that like it opens with a boy george song mm-hmm. um it's it's a great it's got this cool um uh version of roy orbison's crying with katie lang yeah. on it yeah uh, it's just a cool little cool little soundtrack yeah, it's got a lot of good it's got a lot of good um sort of surprising musical moments. Yeah. And stuff that isn't it's not just that he went for this is what I mean about like knowing that he has like an actual like history and investment in music and also makes me feel a little differently about his including the group of students who are obsessed with school politics and hip hop. And hip hop. Um, yeah. Yeah. Because it's not just like the hits of the time thrown in without right. thought. It's like there are artists in here that I've never that I just never heard of and only know, you know, from hearing them in this movie yeah. now. So I yeah. think that's pretty cool. The um 
tagline for this movie? Can uh-huh. you guess it? Are you looking at it? I'm not what looking you, at it. What would be your tagline? I have a feeling you can get close. It's pretty basic. To hide out, he's got to fit in. Oh, that's good. Thank you. It's not that? No, it's there's only one thing more frightening than murder. Oh, high school. High school. <laughs> true, true, true. That's really good, too. Yeah, yeah. But yours worked. I liked it. I think I, I think my it. issue is they don't usually actually use the title in the tagline like that. I, it was a little too on the nose, yeah. you know. Um, I would like yeah. to talk for just a few moments about the um, supporting mm-hmm. cast in this movie. Um, Annabeth Gish, my love for her comes from SLC Punk, a movie mm-hmm. I think you said you haven't seen. I have. I don't really remember it. I think it was one of those that I saw like when it was new and I didn't fall down the rabbit hole of it and become obsessed like some people do. We're probably going to watch it. It yeah, means that's okay. a lot to me. I, okay. As long yeah. as you don't remember no, it enough I, that it would feel like a new watch. I really don't. Yeah. I remember when it came out and I remember all my friends being obsessed with it. I'm sure I was, I'm sure I was asked to watch it at some point and I probably liked it, but I don't really have a memory of it. It's probably going to be sooner rather than later because we've talked about a lot of stuff that builds into it. And now we've got a handful of actors mm-hmm. under our belt who are in that movie. Mm-hmm. And and a lot of the movies I've brought to the show were from before I was born or not old enough to remember their like immediate yeah. release. Like this movie, I was a year old when it came out. Um, but this is what cable television did like we this is i don't think i've mentioned this on the show and it's not really worth quote like mentioning except it does explain why i have watched so many movies from before i was born so many times is that my grandmother for some reason when we got a vcr was we got we had several vcrs in the house of brag um but she got obsessed (laughs) with taping movies and we had binders. Mm-hmm. She had bookshelves full of binders that cataloged each VHS and what movies were on them. And she just taped. Wow. She would go through the TV guide and see like what was on HBO and what was coming on and tape everything. And then when we started, when we realized you could hook up two VCRs and steal movies from the video store, mm-hmm. we would rent movies yeah. and then just copy them onto blank tapes. And we did it. You said this was your I'm, grandma? My grandma. Your grandma rules. She was, she was honestly the best. This was like a weird thing of hers though because she was a very christian straight-laced woman except except for stealing movies i don't think it occurred to her that that's what she was doing yeah like i think i I just don't think she realized that you weren't supposed to do this right and i mean we had everything everything and so i just watched movies constantly and this for example was one of them yeah but that's that's why and it's also why i have a weird like anachronistic idea of a lot of these movies because they just they were all on shelves in my house. So mm-hmm. it didn't, I didn't really have that. Like, yeah. Um, yeah. How did I get there? Oh, but because of Gish. that, we've watched a lot of movies on my end that aren't the late nineties. Like we'd kind of yeah. expected. And so I think maybe right. now that we've, I think we've set a pretty good foundation for both of us for this kind mm-hmm. of movie. And um, I think when it comes my time, uh, next we'll start moving in maybe to ones that are a little more well and especially i timely. think i think next week's movie which we'll we'll talk about in a little bit is also going to fit into this trajectory pretty well cool um 
So you said supporting cast. So Annabeth Gish. Oh, yes. Your, your connection and who is I love from a Selsey Punk. Right. And then um, Keith Coogan, who's... Patrick, yeah. And has worked forever. But my two movies for him for this are this movie and another one that we will probably watch at some point because I don't think you've seen it. And I am obsessed with it still. It's Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. That's um, another one I cannot remember if I've seen or not. That's the one with Christina Applegate. Christina Applegate, Keith Coogan. Um, yeah, it's another one that I think I've seen, but I have like very little memory of it. We were a big. Um, oh my god! Oh wow, he blanking. did Adventures in Babysitting and Hiding Out the same year. He's another one who's just kind of always been, yeah, working. Don't tell mom the babysitter's dead is ninety one. Okay. It's another movie, Jody. you will be shocked to learn I saw in theaters. <laughs> when you were like I, four? I was, no, I would have been five or six, <laughs> depending on when it came out. Um, yeah, I think I was mostly aware of that movie because of Christina Applegate. We were a big, um, oh my God, I keep blanking on the name of that show. Al Bundy. Mar- Married with Children? Married yeah. with Children. Hell yeah. Same. My dad was a huge fan of Married with Children. My dad had like a yeah. kind of uh, man crush on Ed O'Neill or, we, or a regular I, I crush he, on Peg Bundy. I think both. Uh-huh. I think both. My dad Correct. had a Same. dark and sometimes <laughs> filthy sense of humor. Mm-hmm. Um, and so was a big, big fan of that show. And so I, Christina Applegate was I, like a huge part of my I television life. I feel like that's life. the kind of show where like dad can watch it, but the family can too and dad can kind of get like yeah he was also an archie bunker guy like yeah anyone that was like foul-mouthed and and blue collar my dad was in yeah same yeah (laughs) your dad and i have that in common yeah david duchovny is in this movie playing an absolute slime ball he's good Um, at that yeah uh, yeah um but yeah don't tell mom the babysitter's dead um christina applegate david duchovny keith coogan and then a bunch of other people that's a movie, Jody. You should watch, even if we don't um, cover it on the show. Though, though we kind of should because it really—it's mm-hmm. like this serial mom and death becomes her kind of like my trifecta of sort of like black comedies that rotted my little brain mm-hmm. to make it this brain. So, yeah. Um, well, and I may be adding uh, Mystic Pizza to our list. We can do whatever. It's a very Molly Ringwald movie for me to choose, (laughs) even though she's not in it. No, it's a genre, though. (laughs) Yeah. Um, Um, I will say that this has one of the tropes that we've seen a lot. um, The sort of mean, popular high school boyfriend. But he's not nearly as mean as most of them have been. No, he's just kind of. He's just popular and annoying. Yeah. And as soon as he realizes because they have that sort of like standoff at the end mm-hmm. where um Max, Andrew, Eddie who dates a college student or who dates a high school student high school student takes um O'Rourke, I don't remember his first name. That's yeah, O'Rourke Kevin? though, right? Yeah, Kevin. I think it's Kevin. A lot of Irish in this movie. Yeah. He takes him outside at this uh, whatever wherever they're hanging out to tell him mm-hmm. I think that he's going to drop out of the running and kevin thinks they're gonna fight and then it takes one conversation of max being like she said you were a pretty decent guy um and he's over it and it's fine and in fact he 
supports Max. Because did I miss a part where they rig the election so Kevin wins? No. So the teacher rigs the election. Oh, remember Kevin she doesn't like you know. That's right. There's that scene where they talk. That's yeah, right. she That's doesn't right. like Max, and she said she's going to rig it, rig it for Kevin. And Kevin's like, "Don't, I don't really want you to do that." And she does it yeah. anyway. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Side note: Bob Bob Giraldi went to Eastside High School in Patterson. Oh, which, that's the um the Stand by Me. I mean the the lead, uh, lead on me. <laughs> that's the lead Not on Stand me. High by school. Me. Yeah, their mascot is the ghosts. Um, Nick Fierro literally was talking about Eastside High School because it's where he was a sub. <laughs> Um, at the show I was at, it all comes full circle. One of the most underfunded school districts in New Jersey. Yeah, yeah, neglected. Um, okay, we we got back to we got Can't back to Jersey it. real quick. Um, we have one more actor I want to talk about. Let's do it. Who is it? And it's Claude Brooks. Oh yes, you want to talk about this? I did not research him at all. So Claude Brooks plays Clinton. Hmm. And has done some acting, has done, like, I don't, not some, he's done plenty of acting. Okay. Um, in, in various. Yeah, he looked familiar. Yeah, he's, he's done some acting, though, like, pretty much just up until the late, like, the early, no, the late aughts. How do you say 2008? Just, like, 2008 is his last, like, um imdb entry for acting but he was in stuff like he okay. was in bowfinger and uh right. some episodes of like nypd blue and that kind of thing um the um, oh he's 21 jump street yeah he's, he's one of those yeah he's, he's been around but most importantly he is the creator and executive producer of hip-hop harry do you know hip-hop harry i do not know hip-hop harry i love hip-hop harry hip-hop harry is a children's show and I'm sure you can watch the whole thing online. I just know it because I follow Hip Hop Harry on Instagram. <laughs> um, it's basically Barney, but cool. Really? Hip Hop Harry is like a person in a um, in a bear costume. He's got like a Flava Flav clock um, necklace. And he just does a show with kids where they like learn lessons and have stories and sing songs. And there's always a dance circle at the end. And it is. I love this. So, so charming. And if you follow him on Instagram, Hip Hop Harry is just like, we'll just go out, like, just like out and do, um, what do you call the like on the street, like remote kind of. Yeah. Yeah. You know, whatever's. Um, huh. And it's amazing. I love Hip Hop Harry. Oh, he also produced or. Yeah. Was involved with executive producing Dance 360, which is a dance competition show. Oh, cool! Which sounds like it was a little, a little um, earlier version of like "So You Think You Can Dance," I love which that. I might, I might need to check out Dance 360. Yeah, that's so cool. Yeah, I knew he looked familiar, but I, I couldn't figure out where I knew him from. Yeah, because it's because acting wasn't that's like his biggest awesome. thing. It's mostly, it's honestly, yeah, it's mostly hip hop, Harry. Um, and then also, yeah. I just noticed this. Did you see Doggy Land? Because now I'm going to no. have to watch that. It's no, done it's now. A, a three, oh, my God. That's Snoop Dogg. It's Snoop Dogg and a bunch of 3D dogs. animated dogs. Where oh, they, my God. In a vibrant world where they sing, rap, and dance to fun and educational songs that teach learning and cognitive fundamentals for kids all around the world. I love this man whose name I already forget. Yeah. Clinton. 
Yes. Well, oh, God. His the name is I lose Claude tab. Brooks. I love Claude Brooks. I love him. I do, too, now. I mean, I thought he was fun in this movie. Yeah, he's great. You know, but... But huh. I love that his passion became educational children's TV told through a giant hip-hop bear. Amazing. Honestly, amazing. I would have mm-hmm. loved hip-hop Harry as a child. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, I do now, but in a different, you know, like, I would have yeah. been obsessed. I would have been, like, trying to go to take, like, yeah. Yeah. Hip-hop Harry rules. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love that. Oh, he was also, he did a guest on uh, Facts of Life once. Oh. He, he show just that we brought he up recently. just kind of seems genuinely lovely. That's um, so cool. Yeah. Oh, I learned something new. I know. So there's your follow for the week. But anyway, um, I've been watching uh, Muppets Mayhem. Are we at this point Which, in the show? I'm so. Um, I think we are. I think we can. We can kind today. of put a. We can we can put to bed hiding out with John Cryer and Annabeth Gish. Um, high school girlfriend. Interesting revisiting of how per how uh comfortable we were with the concept of a 28 year old dating a 17 or 18 year old yeah yeah yep totally fine and um, also, there's no ball in this movie but there was a skating rink i feel like yeah that that, that, that really made me happy mm-hmm. brought back some memories did you like it i did I did. I once I was able to put aside the like, oh yeah, this is obviously statutory rape. Mm-hmm. Um but I other than that <laughs> I feel like all of these movies have these giant caveats. Other than uh-huh. that, yeah, I enjoyed it. This is the most I've liked John Cryer in anything. Totally. I love Annabeth Gish. Like it was it had some fun eighties references. So yeah. Overall, didn't mind spending my time with it. Also, I think this movie is like um, an hour and 27 minutes or something like that. I love so, a sub two two hour movie so I'm much. I'm really glad that you and I have that in common because boy, do I love to be like, oh, how far into this movie? How much do I have left? Even if I'm liking a movie, my ADHD yeah. brain just needs to know. Oh, and when 100%. I do that and I'm like more than halfway through a movie, it is, oh boy, is that a good feeling. Yeah. Because oftentimes I'll be like 20 minutes into a movie and I'll see it still has like two and a half hours left. Yeah. No, I, I am not a fan of long movies. So, yeah. So what else do we do? Oh, the reason I started talking is I've been watching Muppets Mayhem and it is I'm biased. I'm well, I'm biased, but that makes it comp- not complicated. I love the Muppets so much. They mean so much to me. So because of that, I am on the one hand. The original Muppet show was my favorite show of all time. Yeah, I, I've I've just watched it so every episode so many times um the only artist on my vision board to get into the left of the dial studio for a live session are the mayhem like yeah. it's a dream of mine i love them i love them up it's so much i love Mupp- i love dr teeth and the electric mayhem so much um there there are shows and movies in the last like 25 years or whatever um have been kind of hit or miss for me mm-hmm. and so when i say that this show is delightful mm-hmm. it is delightful i laugh out loud every episode i haven't finished the there's only one season but I've, i haven't finished it yet um but it it makes me laugh out loud every week it makes me cry it like really gets the like the muppets in general and uh the electric mayhem in particular in a way that is just feels really good and it like understands why like the nostalgia of it but without being like 
I don't know. But it's also kind of like new and fresh without being too. It's like a little. Uh, what's the word? Pan. I'm uh, not pandering. It's like a little hello fellow kids that way. Mm-hmm. But the Muppet show has always been like yeah. whatever the celebrities of the time are yeah. making appearance. It's mm-hmm. just it doesn't feel that way when you're in 2023 watching the original Muppet show because everybody is a classic at that point, yeah. you know? Um, Have we talked? But I, I really love it. But And also the main cast, like, there aren't too many, like, white men in the show. Um, hmm. There's, like, one one of the leads is um, Anders Holm from Workaholics. Right. Have we talked about... I feel like we have to have talked about this. Have we talked about Emma Daughter's Drug Band Christmas? You, we have. Not on here, but, okay. yeah. It is... Absolutely, we have. Talk about crying. <laughs> I will cry from the beginning to the end of that movie. I will just sob the entire time. It's so... Oh, what's the word? I don't even have the right word for the kind of emotion that... I, again, it's the Muppets in general, but, like, that that one, there's something so, like... It's so sincere. Si- sincere is the perfect word. Sincere so sincere. Is the perfect word. I feel like we are getting into this habit of sort of, like, recommending things every week, and mm-hmm. I like this. Yeah. So if you're recommending that Muppet show, mm-hmm. Muppets Mayhem... <laughs> Are you recommending Junk Man Christmas? No, because in it's not August? Christmas. You can't watch it yeah. when it's not Christmas. Yeah. You have to save it. But what I what I want to recommend, if you've already seen the movie, not if you haven't. If you haven't, you can't do this. But if you've already seen it and you haven't seen the bloopers that are on YouTube. Oh, for, oh my God. It is the, the hardest I have laughed. I know. I watch it frequently. And it makes me laugh. Every time. My the, feet are stapled. Like <laughs> Muppet bloopers in general the best. are just one of the greatest things, but the, it's like a masterpiece to watch. It's incredible. It's so, so funny. Good. Oh, I'm Wendell crying. is one oh, of I'm my... <laughs> Wendell is one of my favorite Muppets of all time. Correct. The I guy mean, that blows the jug. It's a correct... Uh, yeah. A correct feeling. I have one other recommendation. My other recommendation is an NJ.com article from 2019 um, called that's called Inside the Rink, the iconic roller skating hotspot that ruled North Jersey in the 80s and 90s about the rink in Bergenfield, which, again, is not the roller rink that I primarily went to. But it is the roller rink that was frequented by like LL Cool J, Run DMC. Like it was a huge hip hop hotspot in the in the early to mid 80s, um, has an interesting history. There's some great photos. Um so yeah, I, w- I wouldn't recommend that article for people who are uh, of a certain generation that spent a lot of time at the rink. If you haven't read that article, it's really good. And it's by um, Amy Kuperinski, who's been writing for NJ.com for quite a while. And a lot of her stuff is great. So I haven't read this one, but I will because um, she's great. She's yeah. also the one who wrote the article that I, um, I don't remember if I referred to it by name, but it's where I realized about the Amazon Jersey shelter show. Um, oh, I yeah. The from, Harlan Coben thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. From from her. Um, I should also, I haven't watched it, but everybody's losing their minds about that telemarketers documentary. I watched the first episode. Week. Yeah. I Was watched the first episode. Amazing? I, amazing is pushing it, but it's, it's good. It's good. It's, you- I, I like the first episode a lot. I watched the second and I kind of fell off halfway through. 
but I'm going to go back. Whoa, hold on. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I... There's so much Jersey. It's very, very Jersey. Wait, but no, sorry. This is also Jersey. What the heck? That movie Jules? What? Have you heard about this? No. It's a new one. Jules. You are all over the place. I'm I'm like <laughs> just fo- trying to follow. Okay. Well, because I'm looking at um, Amy's articles and one that she published on August 11th is called Jules, a very human alien movie, which I've been wanting to see because I knew that it was a very human alien movie starring Ben Kingsley and an alien. Apparently a set in Booten. Oh, I think I saw a preview. Oh, Milton and Jules. Yeah, exactly. I didn't know that part. Hmm. Um, Crashes into his Booten backyard in Jules. Oh, I saw a preview for this when I saw the Barbie movie. Um, I've wanted to see it and now I have to. I'm telling you, Jersey's people are starting to, although it does make sense that people are like, where are we going to put the weird alien movie? Oh, Booten. Booten. Mm -hmm. We'll put it in Booten. Yeah. No, I watched the first episode of the Telemarketer show. I have not finished the second sorry, episode yet. Sorry, I didn't let you finish that. I'm That's so okay. sorry. <laughs> That's okay. Your your brain is doing that little hopping around thing. Just a little bit. Um, but yeah. So, okay. Back on track. Back on so track. We've recommended some things. Should we talk about next week? I think we got to talk about next week. We're finally doing it. I'm so excited. You've been you've been wanting to. I wanted to been... do this since we started this whole thing. Um, and and I, I something's been holding you back. That what's you... been holding me back is that this movie is not really easily accessible. Although just today we found out that maybe it's more accessible than I thought. It's not available on like a major streamer, so it's not rentable on like Amazon or anything like that. Um, but it is available in two places for free, which we haven't been doing enough of recently because we've had a few. Um, not expensive, but like three, four ninety nine movies. Right. Um, but this is available on archive.org, which we will link to in our show notes and also in 24 parts on YouTube. I will say <laughs> if you use the playlist on YouTube, though, that is which made, we will we'll also link, link to, to. Yep. It will be almost seamless. I would not make our listeners do this if this movie wasn't one of the most important movies to me ever in the world. It's also, I think you're making it sound like a bigger hardship than it is it's linked in the show notes Mm -hmm. you can watch it on i have the tab up right now it plays perfectly fine it's just it's the whole movie if you don't like that link go watch it on youtube and it's just a playlist Mm -hmm. just watch it it's fine it's it'll be fine this movie is so important to me it has possibly the best soundtrack that any movie has ever had and I know who I'm saying that to, and uh-huh. I stand by it. Okay. Um, it is my one of my like queer awakening movies. Um, it is another Christian Slater movie. Uh-huh. We love the Christian Slater. Eventually movie. we're gonna get through them all, I think. Um, it is 1990s Pump Up the Volume. I'm so excited. About I a radio like- underground radio DJ. It's, it's perfect. That's perfect already. That's it's all I so need to perfect. hear. The stakes, it's a, in a high school. We love a high school movie. 
yeah, I'm so excited to watch this. I feel like this might have been the first movie you suggested if it had been easier, if it had been like streaming on like Hulu or something. It's just so important to me. It's just so, it's a high school movie. It's Christian Slater. It's like, it's, the stakes are weirdly low, but they feel really big. It's about like being young and feeling like nothing is in your control. Like it's a, it's angsty in like a very teen way. It's just great. It's just great. And the music is incredible in it. It's how I discovered Concrete Blonde. It's just like such a great piece of uh, chunk of time. And I get the feeling if you're somebody who what you have keyed into with one of the things you've keyed into like us is the Yellow Jackets soundtrack. If you're a Yellow Jackets watcher, yeah. I have a feeling just from the way, Jody that you've talked about this movie, that this movie is really also going to click. This soundtrack I owned on C. I think I still own it on CD, actually. Um, and I will say, I think that that's the reason that you can't find this movie online. Right. Is the rights to the soundtrack are fucking impossible to get at this point um that makes sense but that soundtrack like i still have that cd i think it's in my car at the moment (laughs) um is incredible i try to wait until we're a little closer to recording our next episode before i watch the movie because i know i'm not going to watch it twice and i know how my memory works yeah but i want to go watch it right now i think you should because i really want to i think that it's just, it's a delight. It's a delight. It's just, I can't. I mean, I have no objectivity about this movie at all. This is one of my top, like, three to five ever. So. I'm so excited. I'm going to, I know I'm going to love it. It's, I, I just, I know that I am and I know our listeners are too. Um, And yeah, yeah, links are in the show notes, but it seems pretty easy if you Google to yeah. find it or if you search on youtube you'll find the playlist but again your easiest bet is you don't even have to do that just go to our episode notes and click one of the two links we've provided yeah and i will say like it it's in the vein of heathers in that it doesn't get it's a cult movie that doesn't have the same like amazing critical reception but the people that love it love it um Mm -hmm. so yeah i am i'm so excited I'm so excited. I more so than almost any other movie, I am so afraid of you not loving it as much as I do that I almost haven't wanted to do it because I'm just like I can't hear negative things about this I'm movie. I'm going to love it. I'm going to I'm going to love it. I'll tell you if I don't, it I will know. pain me to tell you cuz I know it will be hurtful to you. Yes. But it's journalistic integrity. I've I've got to be honest. Yes. But I think I'm going to love it. I think you will too. I think you would like. I I think I think you'll you'll get it. So that's it for us this week. Um, follow us on Instagram and other places at WatcherspotNJ. Um, you can follow my art account at Jody Mim. Jody is J O D I E underscore M I M on Instagram, and you can find Andrea at A Q Andrea Q. Yes on instagram and other places you can find us at did you say that already i did did you say our email address no 
you, you can, can do also <laughs> you can also email us uh, at watcherspod and j at gmail.com uh leave us reviews on apple podcast and mm-hmm. i always say wherever else i think that's the only one that makes it easy for you to leave a podcast yeah. a i think podcast, those are the, a review. the important ones yeah um but we love and hearing I do, from you yeah and i do recommend following our instagram because as i've said before andrea um makes hilarious little clips and reels from our show that delight me to no end i have watched <laughs> the cow tipping one like multiple times <laughs> Well, and it's also where once in a while our listeners will will comment and mm-hmm. we get to chat there. And I like seeing yeah. our listeners talk to each other. Sometimes yes. that happens there. And it's, it's where I get shit for not having seen certain movies. Don't <sighs> worry. Don't worry, folks. We're going to oh, remedy that one. Post haste. Post haste. But next week, pump up the volume. Cowabunga, dude. No. No. I made a funny. I know you did. I'm ignoring it. <laughs> we'll see you next it's week. Also, that's also Ninja Turtles. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I tell, I'm telling you, everyone I know, all the boys in my life watch that movie. Okay, anyway. <laughs> goodbye. You're so upset. Bye. Oh, yeah. Bye. Bye. <laughs>